Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620-CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. Offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Also brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, Economic Development Regina launches a strategy to make Regina a global agriculture and food hub. Protein Industries Canada outlines the success of using a pulse crop byproduct to improve fertilizer application on the prairies. The Saskatchewan seed growers warn of tight seed supplies. Real Agriculture talks about inflation and food prices. Premier Scott Moe talks about agriculture in his major economic state of the province address yesterday. Alberta's final crop report of the year highlights livestock feed supply shortages. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Economic Development Regina yesterday launched its strategy to ensure the Regina area becomes a global agricultural and food hub for the future. Part of the strategy is to recruit and retain workers that make the agricultural industry thrive in the province. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says it's important for the stakeholders of the strategy to work together to ensure that Regina is able to attract the workers needed to make it a success. You need the city on side, you need an economic development organization to really help work through that process, to have that attraction to bring people to the city, to the region, to really want to live and want to work and raise their families here. Merritt says the announcement of the strategy from Regina complements the plans the Saskatchewan government has to grow the agricultural sector. Viterra President and CEO Kyle Jaworski says the growth strategy is important because agriculture is the backbone of the community. Our, our communities in Regina and you know in Saskatchewan were built around agriculture. If you look at the employment that agriculture creates today and the employment opportunities in the future, it's very important that we develop a strategy like this and we have all stakeholders involved to ensure success. Jaworski is co-chair of the steering committee of the strategy along with Dr. Gina Grandi, the dean of Hill Levine School of Business at the University of Regina. Mayor Sandra Masters says a part of the city of Regina's role in the strategy is providing the necessary infrastructure. We need water, we need wastewater, roads to carry trucks to get access to rail. All of those type of things start to weigh in upon it. And then if we grow our uh, population, we have to grow neighborhoods. 
One of the goals of the strategy is to increase the population of Regina to 300,000 near the year 2030. And we'll have more on this story in the coming days ahead. Full details. A $3 million research project from Regina-based Protein Industries Canada is moving into commercial production. CEO Bill Gruel says a byproduct of pulse crop processing has been turned into a component for fertilizing prairie crops. So this is one of the first uh, investments we made at Protein Industries Canada. It's utilizing seed hulls from a processing facility as a carrier for micronutrient fertilizer. And so the project that we initially funded was to um, test the efficacy of the product and scale up production to uh, commercial stage. So this is, this is a really great announcement because the project has actually led to the development of some investments in, in, a, in a processing facility. What is this new protein product? Yeah, and, and so this is actually a, uh, a use for a co-product. So you could imagine that a, a protein facility that is extracting protein concentrates or isolates out of pulse crops, this is to utilize the seed hulls that are coming off that would normally go into maybe something like uh, livestock feed or another low-value use. It's actually utilizing those seed hulls as a carrier for micronutrient fertilizer. So a great, what we would call, circular agriculture type product using the co-products of processing as a fertilizer for uh, crop production. Who developed this? So this, is, this was a collaboration between AGT Food and Ingredients. Many of your listeners will certainly know that company. And a company out of British Columbia called Lucent Bioscience. And they're a startup based at the University of British Columbia. They had been developing a micronutrient fertilizer product using coconut husks. And so it's actually a, a really great story about how we've taken this co-product from processing facility here on the prairies and developing a fertilizer product. But the, the, the company is called Lucent Bioscience, startup company out of BC. What was the cost of this? I think our original investment in this project was a couple million dollars. And so both AGT and Lucent also put in some additional funds. The, the project was really looking at how to optimize the processing and the creation of the micronutrient. And they've done some amazing work in terms of making it far more efficient and utilizing less water as well. How do farmers benefit, Bill? Yeah, so this is, this is one where through AGT's network, Lucent tested this on about 1,000 acres with 30 or 40 producers over this last year. And, you know, what we've seen from the yield benefits of this is about a 5 to 10% yield increase from the use of, of this product by improving fertility of micronutrients. So producers benefit, I think, two ways because one is it's, it's the utilization of co-products from processing. So again, you know, creating new markets for crops here in Canada, but then the added benefit of using this as a fertilizer on their own farms, 5 to 10% yield increase in broad acre crops that we've seen here with the use of this product. So is this going into the commercial scale development? Yes. So we're, we're looking to the future with Lucent and AGT and, uh, you know, they've got very limited processing capacity today and they're, they've got plans to build out a larger facility to get this into commercial production. They're talking to a 
number of distributors in Western Canada, and, and I think they're going to be successful in launching this product in both broad acre crops, but also in the horticulture industry as well. Bill Gruel is the CEO of Regina-based Protein Industries Canada. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroughs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Drought has reduced the amount of certified seed available, and seed growers could be selling some of that seed to grain companies that are reporting record prices. Mike Shuchunk is the president of the Saskatchewan Seed Growers Association. He's a seed grower in the Blaine Lake area, about 80 kilometers north of Saskatoon. He says many crops are in short supply. I guess, you know, time will tell. I feel that maybe pulse crops could be on the tighter supply just because of, uh, you know, there may be an increase for producers to want to put more pulses in just to evade some of the high fertilizer prices. I mean, obviously putting in pulses, you nearly as much fertilizers. So that could be a potential area, but I think we've seen a pretty widespread drought. So I think that it's, it's affected all crop types. Shuchuk says some of their crop goes into commercial markets. Typically, about 30% of our production is is for seeds. So, you know, we, we kind of wear two hats, being seed growers, uh, you know, our farmer hat and our seed grower hat. So, so we do sell a lot into the commercial market. And with us being seed growers and for farmers in general, these contracts this year are definitely um, biting into the seed supply or have the potential to because of the buyouts of these contracts. You know, we take a a farmer, for example, who uh, contracted a fair amount of bushels or would have been a a conservative amount of bushels and doesn't have enough to fill that at the elevator and planned on retaining seed to seed for next year. Well, instead of paying that big difference in the buyout, like he's going to let his seed go. So, I mean, that's could potentially impact our, our seed supplies this year too. So contracts are, you know, another another factor that we're looking at. Chuchuk says there may be some seed carryover, but it's usually smaller amounts. If you've been carrying over seed for a few years and the variety's just not moving, you may decide to dump it in the elevator. Given our high commodity prices right now, which are record high, it's very enticing to get to, you know, dump these bushels and get cash. You know, right now, for example, we're seeing prices at the elevator that are higher than the seed prices that we were getting last year in, in circumstances. There's just so much volatility right now. It's, it's just such a different time. And uh, there's a couple of these factors out there that, that could potentially cause some, some seed shortages. Shuchak says seed prices are based on commercial prices. He explains when most seed purchases are made. You know, we see a lot through that, uh, you know, crop production week uh, period, you know, like the first uh, couple weeks of January there, um, you know, see a lot of seed bookings coming through then and this year i mean like i say i hate to cry wolf but it's going to be tight uh you know in a lot of areas so you know if, if you're waiting until till april to to book your seed um you likely won't find what you're looking for shoot says demand is steady yeah there, there's been a, a fair bit of, of interest and and even through you know when we were getting this this heavy drought through july and i was getting more calls than than i you know, typically you don't get a call in July for for seed for next year. So, I mean, guys just wanted to, 
you know, reach out and, and let you know what they're looking for, which I would highly advise, you know, to keep in contact with your supplier and, and just uh, let them know what you're looking for and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's not always possible to find supply, but your seed supplier will do the best job possible to make that happen. Mike Shuchuk is the president of the Saskatchewan Seed Growers Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm now joined by Kevin Greer of Kevin Greer Market Analysis and Consulting, Inc., based in Guelph, Ontario. Kevin, how are you? Hi, thanks, Sean. It's always great to be on Real Agriculture. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. So, Kevin, you know, I can't go to National Post's website or look at the Globe and Mail or, quite frankly, The Economist and not hear about inflation and food is wrapped up in that. You put out your latest edition of the grocery trade report for September. But before we get to that, yesterday we had StatsCam put out their September CPI number. What what did you take from it? You know, I think that Canadians are always focused on, on food prices. Anytime in particular meat prices go up, especially in the spring, you know, I get calls from media about... Uh, you know, uh, about ribeyes and what they're going to cost for the barbecue, that sort of thing. So we are focused like a laser on food prices. And, you know, Sean, even during periods in recent memory, meaning four four or five years when we've had food deflation, consumers still think that we've got food inflation. So Canadians are focused big time on food prices. And now, actually, Sean, there's a reason, because we do have food inflation Um Latest reports show food prices are up about 4%, which is the most in a long, long time. So, um, and meat prices are up uh, significantly. Um, you know, eggs uh, keep on going up. So, yeah, there, there is something to talk about here, finally. Actually, uh, we're sensitive to food prices, and now we've actually got a reason. Yeah, you know, I've heard a number of economists have, have told us in interviews when we talk about inflation that it, it's kind of like, because it's being discussed so much, it's 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 almost like that that discussion and that you know awareness creates inflation. Do do you, do, mm-hmm. you, do you buy into that? Yeah, I do. And here, let me say why. I've I've always said that there's two things that drive food inflation. Number one is the commodity prices. Uh, there is a direct link, Sean, between the uh, the price of wheat, the price of corn, the price of cattle and food prices probably six months later, okay? There is, there's a direct statistical link, up and down. Um, and we have had um, we have had commodity inflation over the last um, six to 12 months. So, if, you know, it, it was eventually gonna come through. The other thing that I think is just as important or more important is competition between the retailers. Uh, when they're competing vigorously, for whatever reason, um, inflation stays stays low. When they start to take their, uh, their foot off the pedal in terms of competing with each other, there's more uh, opportunities for higher prices. The more the media talks about food inflation, the more I think that the retailers have a reason to say to kind of pass it pass it along. It's easier for them to 
increase prices when it's in the news all the time that uh, prices are increasing. Uh, do you get my point? Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like the media gives them cover. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so if if we look at your grocery trade report for September, uh, the now the August data uh, across all items, the CPI was four point one percent. If we look at the CPI for food from stores, two point six. CPI for restaurants three point two, and packaged goods two point four. What what do you take about the difference in the? What do you take from the difference in those numbers? I, the packaged foods I've I've always paid a particular attention to. The packaged foods are the the products in the middle of the store, uh, you know the the cookies, the the uh, the crackers, <clears throat> the the cereals, all those you know the condiments, all those kind of things. The, the, those I think those are a good bellwether of competition between retailers because whether you go to a high end store that's really fancy or whether you go to a discounter. Heinz ketchup is Heinz ketchup. And the only way you can compete on Heinz ketchup is through price. And so in the last few in, uh, inflation reports from StatsCan, those prices have been inching up, inching up bit by bit to the point now where in, in the September data, uh, the, the consumer, the packaged goods prices are as high or higher than the store overall. So that tells me that the level of competition in Canada is easing back. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, 5 to 10 millimeters of rain, ending late this afternoon, then cloudy. The high plus 7, the low minus 1. Wednesday, sunny, wind southwest 20, gusting to 40. The high 11 degrees Wednesday, the low 0. Thursday, sunny, the high 10, the low 0. Friday, partly cloudy with a high of 12, the low minus 3. Saturday, sunny, the high plus 4, the low minus 6. Sunday, sunny, the high plus 2, the low minus 7. Monday, sunny, the high plus 4. Normal high for this date is 7 degrees, the normal low minus 6. The sun rose at 7.39 this morning. It sets at 5.45 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek. For I believe it could be the fifth or sixth day in a row, weekday. Maple Creek today, 12 degrees. The cold spot, south end, at plus 3. Esteban and Saskatoon, both 7 degrees. Swift Current, 8. Weyburn is 6. Yorkton is 5. Light rain in Regina, it's 5 degrees. That's 41 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south, southeast at 12. Humidity is 96%. The barometer rising, 100.3. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 8 degrees. Winds are from the south, southwest at 11. Once again, Regina, light rain and 5. That's 41 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. 
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Premier Scott Moe highlighted some recent agricultural investments during his State of the Province address yesterday. He spoke at a Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce luncheon. He pointed to new fertilizer plants in the Saskatoon area, farm equipment manufacturers expanding, and food business expansion. The Western producer is, is calling Regina, and I quote, a smoking hot spot for canola crush plants. Two of the largest agri-food companies in the world, like Terra, Cargill, are building new facilities in the Regina area. Total investment north of a billion dollars on those two facilities. Meanwhile, if you go southeast of there to the Sears facility at uh, Northgate, uh, just southeast of Esteban, an additional $350 million being invested in another canola crush facility there. Move over to Yorkton, just north of Yorkton, Richardson, Richardson International, uh, also doubling the capacity of their facility that's already been operating there for a number of years. In the plan for growth that we had put out a, a couple of years ago, we set a goal of ensuring that we could achieve 75% of the province's canola production would then be crushed here in the province. We want those jobs in this province. And with these investments that have been announced, we're gonna meet that objective and we're gonna meet it a lot sooner than 2030 and a lot sooner than we had anticipated. Premier Mo says in this year alone, total new investments in various economic projects have surpassed the $10 billion mark. Mexico's agriculture minister says his country will not limit imports of genetically modified corn from the U.S. Victor Villobos says Mexico will not allow farmers to grow GM corn, but there will be no import restrictions. Mexico is the number two buyer of U.S. corn after China. This is U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack. It doesn't prohibit or prevent the U.S. GE corn from coming into the country for the feed that they need. And there's not going to be a restriction based on, uh, on whether or not uh, the, the corn is GMO or not. Now, we're going to make sure that that promise that he's made is actually carried through in, uh, on the ground, but uh, certainly reassuring to me that the Secretary understands the necessity of keeping uh, that trade route uh, open to our corn. The top agricultural officials from the U.S. and Mexico met last week in Iowa. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The largest feed deficit for Alberta livestock producers is in the Edmonton, Leduc and Barhead region areas. Alberta Agriculture's final crop report of the year puts the forage supply deficit at 47%. Next is the Northeast at 23%, an area that includes Vermilion, Camrose, and Provost. As for topsoil moisture ratings, the driest area is the Northeast with the 54% poor rating. That's followed by the Peace River region at 40% and the South with a 34% poor rating. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. 
See Nelson GM today. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained a dollar thirty at nine twenty three twenty two. Number one red spring wheat went down forty cents at four thirty five eighty one. The rest were unchanged. Durham seven sixteen ninety. Feed barley three twenty four sixty five. Flax thirteen eighty nine eighty eight. Lentils nine ninety seven fifty. Oats four ninety five zero three. Yellow peas five forty four eighty nine. Feed wheat two sixty one sixty five. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for December gained fourteen cents at ten dollars forty one cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 26th. Our last regular sale was on October 13th. The market was softer on butcher cattle. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.73. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.65. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.60. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from a dollar to a dollar ten. We had a pre-sorted Charlay sale here on Monday. Three hundred to four hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and twenty-eight cents and sold up to two dollars and seventy-five cents. Four hundred to four fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and thirty-seven cents and sold up to two dollars and sixty-five cents. Four fifty to five hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and twenty-two cents and sold up to two dollars and sixty-five cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and fifteen cents and sold up to two dollars and thirty cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and seven cents and sold up to two dollars and nineteen cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged two dollars and three cents and sold up to two dollars and ten cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged two dollars and sold up to two dollars and six cents. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.95 and sold up to $1.99. Heifers were their usual 30 to 40 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500 pound tan steers at $2.30 a pound, a load of 550 pound tan steers at $2.19 a pound, a load of 600 pound tan steers at $2.08 a pound, a load of 700 pound tan steers at $1.99 a pound, and a load of 770 pound exotic steers at a dollar ninety four and a half cents a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold seventy eight hundred hogs Monday, selling in a range of one eighty three to two hundred five per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around seventy one hundred head, selling in a range of one eighty three to one ninety eight per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are down, selling in the range of 54 to 61 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price is down, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down 14 basis points, with a daily exchange rate at 1.2379. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.70 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash benchmarks continue to push lower, with all reporting regions down relative to the previous day. The National Cutout Adjusted Base saw the biggest one-day drop at $3.32 U.S. 100 weight compared to the other regions as daily volatility in the ham primal continues to swing wildly in both directions, down ultimately influencing the net value of the carcass. Ongoing labor challenges at the processing level are in part behind this, and the result has been a larger availability of bone-in hams, which pressures the primal. 
The sow herd has been in focus recently, and particularly the slaughter ratio. For the past six consecutive months, sow slaughter has been lower than a year ago, signaling the end of sow liquidation of the herd. Meanwhile, lean hog futures are under pressure this morning and trading amid technical support levels. However, the market has no rationale to push much lower, noting the expected later Q4 hog marketings and sustained demand profile presumptively remaining intact. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. And brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Marie-Claude Babot will remain Canada's Minister of Agriculture. Ahead of next month's resumption of Parliament, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau named his new cabinet today, including naming Edmonton Centre MP Randy Boissonault as the new Minister of Tourism and Associate Minister of Finance. Christia Freeland remains Finance Minister and Deputy Prime Minister, but there are some changes. Most notably, former Procurement Minister Anita Anand replacing Harjit Sajjan as Defence Minister. Opposition leader Aaron O'Toole is disappointed with the Prime Minister's new cabinet. O'Toole says this is a time when Canadians are looking for a serious plan to secure Canada's economic future and address the inflation crisis. He says the Prime Minister appointed a group of largely inexperienced and ideologically driven individuals who represent a real risk to Canada's economic prosperity and national unity. He says this is yet another example of Justin Trudeau's record of style over substance. O'Toole pointed to inflation at a near 20-year high, causing gasoline, grocery and housing prices to skyrocket, and businesses suffering from major supply chain interruptions. On the markets, the TSX is down 99 points at 21,185. The Dow has risen 16 points at 35,757. Oil is up 96 cents at 84.72 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is unchanged at 80.71 cents U.S., That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.